0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod.
1: Wanna tear you into
0: What's going on,
1: everybody, and welcome back to another episode <laughs> of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy Daniel Kuzer and Dan. We are here for a victory pod
0: over none other than St. Louis City SC. We're top of the West, baby. We are top of the West. Yeah, I think that's how it works. That's how it works. When you beat the top, you are the top. (laughs) It is a oh my God, dude. I had the best time. Just, yeah. What a crazy night. I, I understand why sporting can't market it this way year round. You have a marketing budget, I'm sure, right? Yeah. But the way, the stuff they put into this night and to get those traveling fans here as well. Uh, I've got stories, by the way, and we're going to get all into that. I've got stuff to share with you and the people. Uh, Just some nutso shit, dude. That's awesome. I was super bummed.
1: I could not actually be at this game in person because I was visiting family out of town. I was flying back. I was on a plane as this game was happening. Uh, So I I was seeing tweets, and I saw, you know, two days before their St. Louis uh, anonymous, St. Louis accounts, they're like, I just confirmed that 60% of all the tickets in the stadium were going to be St. Louis fans. It's going to be a,
0: a red a red night. And there were a lot of St. Louis fans. Credit to them. They traveled. It wasn't 60%. And when they, scored, when they scored, it damn near sounded like 100%. It was loud. It, was, uh, it got pretty loud in there. But this is what's so cool is
1: sporting really hasn't had this in a rival in their whole existence. I mean, sure, Houston at times. Peter even talked about Houston, Chicago. RSL most recently, probably the closest thing to a rival. Minnesota doesn't count. So it's nice that this is actually
0: developing more than just a marketed rivalry into an actual rivalry. Yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, it's just a few hours down the road, right? Um, it, and of course, you know, after the game, you're hearing all these things. Well, we still got them in the standings. And it's like, that doesn't matter. This right. is a rivalry game. Do you think KU football has ever been like, you know, Oh, yeah, we're way better than K-State because we beat them. No, it's a rivalry game. You beat them, but K-State's still going to make a bowl game, and you're not, you know? Sure. <laughs> I like mean, that. it's it's the loser's lament when you have to resort to something like that. I've done it.
1: When USC football is ranked higher than UCLA, but if we lose to UCLA, I'm like,
0: how many national championships do you have? And it's like, that that doesn't help in that moment. Like, you played and you lost. It's the thing. <laughs> I, when I went to Nashville, was that last year or the year before? Last uh, year. Up. We won. And in great fashion, Felipe Hernandez, hell of a goal. And and uh, you heard people saying like, "Well, we're we're still up there in the standings. Where are you at?" And I'm like, "I don't care. We just came in right. your place and beat you. So suck it." That might be factually true, but tonight there's one winner. Yeah. So it's, tonight uh, you're going home with the big L, baby. Yeah.
1: It it was very cool. I want I want to get in all of it. I want to get into the atmosphere. Um, I, I'm super excited. This sets up a, a really exciting. Uh, third round of this match on September in 30th in St. Louis. Four weeks? Yeah. yeah. So uh, pretty cool, pretty exciting. Lots to talk about with this game. Uh, before we get into it, if you have not left us a five-star rating and review, we would appreciate it. Go to wherever you get your podcast and leave your reviews. Uh, we try to read them all on air if we can, so we would appreciate that. And uh, I just want to give fair warning. I have my dog directly underneath my feet right now. <laughs> She's not all normally
0: right. in here, but if she barks, I cannot be held responsible. And you not hear mine tearing down the house out there. Uh, Marissa's outside mowing the lawn, so they have free reign to the house. I could go out there, and shit is just going to be crazy. Yeah, they've just taken over. One of them, one of them just likes to hump the other one. I'm like, will you stop? What is with this? I I hate it, dude. And then the guy he'll get away, and then he just sits there and humps the air. And I'm like, you gotta stop. This is inappropriate. Uh good times. Um yeah. so love our pets.
1: <laughs> we do, even if they drive us crazy. Yeah. Um so yeah, I couldn't be at this game. I was super bummed. Um but I want to know what it was like walking into this atmosphere. Because it looked like the St. Louis fans got there pretty early and yeah.
0: there were a lot of them. So so what was that like? They got G A, right. So you got to get there early. I mean, if you want a, a good seat. Um first of all, on the way there, uh Marissa gets a text from her friend who has season tickets near the supporter stand. Oh no. So what, ha- you know, it's a secured seat. It's not GA for him. It's it's a guaranteed seat. He can come at game time. He can come at halftime if he wants cuz he's got tickets to that seat. Uh Not this time, buddy. They said <laughs> He said that sporting season ticket uh, rep called him or messaged him, email, whatever, and said that his ticket has been upgraded to the Cauldron. Okay. I want you to tell me how that's a freaking upgrade because you're going from a guaranteed seat where you're like, I don't have to rush to get there. But now to the Cauldron, where if I want any kind of seat, I I need to rush. Two hours early for this game? Bro, and I, I was so mad for him, and I'm like, "How are you not going to reach out to your rep and say, all good, can I have a signed Johnny Russell jersey? Something. <laughs> you try to give me something. Uh, Conference about some way. A couple beers, a sporting style gift card, I don't know, something. Sure. Make this right, because that's not an upgrade in my opinion. Uh, well, all due respect to the cauldron, great atmosphere, but definitely a downgrade it, uh monetarily. I was going to say, I think it actually a, a cauldron ticket would cost less typically than a reserved seating. That's average like so. 28 bucks a ticket or something yeah. where his seat's like in the 40 something a seat. Yeah. Uh, I And I just started thinking like, let someone be in my seat when I get there. Let let a St. Louis person be in my seat. Guess <laughs> what? I get there, there were St. Louis people in our uh, seats. So we're like, boom! Hit the bricks, baby! And he's like, uh, no, this is GA. And we go boom! Already had our tickets queued up. You're done. You're done. Take a hike. That's, I,
1: so I I almost, I don't feel bad for the St. Louis fans, but sporting should have probably known that. And they should have had like game day staff around there being like, hey, okay. this part is not
0: GA. Because it did, kind of does suck. But you can, you get around, it's a single small man at the top of the stairs. Well, right. That's why. And he, he goes, can I see your ticket? He asked me. And so then I asked Marissa and Chris when they were already at their seats, I was going to the bathroom. And I was like, did you guys get asked for your tickets? And they were like, no. And I was like, it's because you look like a hooligan. I look like a hooligan. I'm like, I'm going (laughs) to my seat, bro. Uh, And I do, there is a sense of when you're kicking out of an opposing fan, you're like, boom, schadenfreude, baby, feeling good about (laughs) this. But there is also a sense of like, damn, like we get there later because we have a secured seat. (laughs) And this guy probably thought, hey, I got a great GA seat right now. And now he doesn't have a chance. To go find a GA seat because they're taken. That's where I feel a little bit bad, and I and I think Sporting's game day
1: staff probably should have had somebody down at the bottom of the stairs too, letting people know, hey, just so you know, these
0: are not GA; these are so if you want a seat, go sit over there because th- that does suck. The signage is bad too. It uh, we have the section right next to the south stand, and it right. shows you know general admission, and then this is this section, and it's like no one really knows. Clear. They need like a rope or something. I don't know how to do it. But also I was tired of being the leader of my row because so- <laughs> someone comes along and goes we have seats 6 and 7 and I go okay like that's that's down there what are you telling me right. for yeah Here you go, go. You do you need me do you need me to get up but yeah it's funny I'm not going to relay your message to them go down there <laughs> uh just wild time but getting in of course security sucks yeah uh, you know people trying to bring in bigger clutches than they can and it's like all right back to your car you go um a lot of St. Louis people, though, kind of cool to see them make that trip and show out. Uh, even better to see them drive home, commiserate, commiserating. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think, I think I read that officially,
1: St. Louis had 500 supporters tickets that they brought, yeah. as part of the, like their official road trip. But clearly, there were a lot more than 500 St. Louis fans there because you could see on TV when I rewatched the game. Obviously, they had a few sections in that corner where the away yeah. fans typically are. They were smattering over the south throughout the south stand. And then even um, along, I guess it would be uh, the east, east stand, there was a number yeah. on the east stand, and, and I saw a pretty good number um, over by the wall where the
0: trophy yeah. paintings are. I couldn't see the west stand on TV. They don't really show that. So Right. There are some. But, uh, while we're in it, there's a guy that usually sits in the south stand who is so vocal Towards traveling supporters because they're way over there. He'll right. be flipping them off, doing that up yours saying, We talked about this before. Yes. Well, now he's surrounded by them. And oh, I'm no. like, I don't see this guy doing that stuff. I really don't. Until a St. Louis guy bumps him, knocks his beer on the floor. Oh no. Accidental. Accidental. And the guy just just stares at him. And I'm pretty sure this guy was ex-military. I'm just getting context clues. <laughs> By the way, he carries himself, the tattoos, the things he wears. Sure. It just makes sense. And he's just looking at him. And I'm tapping Marissa. I'm like, we got something brewing over here. Something's about to happen. Let's, it's about to pop off, bro. And the St. Louis guy did exactly what you do to diffuse a situation. I'm sorry. He said, I'm sorry. And I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Fixes everything. Did he offer to buy him a beer? I don't know if he offered, uh, nothing popped off, but he came back with a beer. They hugged it out, and I was like, man, they're about to fight. Like, that dude was so mad. Yeah, that's the only thing you can do is if you accidentally bump into somebody and you knock their food over, they're about to be pissed. You get a bit, I'm sorry, let me pay for it. Right, what was it? But then the St. Louis guy sitting behind him handed him a $10 bill and said, actually, here, it was my fault. I bumped you, and I just go, what is this Midwest shit? Will you punch <laughs> someone in the face? What are we doing? This Midwest kindness. And I'm like, I want it, dude. I want it. I told
1: you, when I went to St. Louis for the first game, everybody was very kind to me. And I was wearing my Soccer Capital of America shirt.
0: I was so riled up and I got no satisfaction.
1: Uh, it is. Let's mention, go on. I was, it is funny because on, on Twitter, everybody hates each other. Of course. If you look at the St. Louis and the SKC fans on Twitter and you're like, they're going to get there and they're instantly just going to start punching each other.
0: It's Messed up, dude. Not to mention, I had two St. Louis guys behind us the whole time and there's just a guy who just had to provide commentary. The guy who thinks he knows oh, absolutely man. everything about soccer. He's like, oh, this ref is so bad. And I'm like, welcome to soccer, bro. The refs aren't good. Yeah. Like, what do you mean he's bad? Okay, that's evergreen. And he goes, when four guys in the box are raising their hand, it's a handball. And I was like, is that how it works? It's the no. players are calling for offsides. It's offsides? No. What are you talking about? Yeah. St. Louis fans have a lot of thoughts about the refs after this yes. game. This shit was happening on the cauldron end, and he's over here like, that's a foul. And I'm like, You can't see shit, bro. You're <laughs> on the you're on the south end. How can you even see? You don't know who's who.
1: Yeah. There was uh I I put up a tweet after I landed when it's just like, you know. A, a gif of like clapping and a happy guy being like oh yeah when you land and see sporting kc1 and then i just kept getting people replying to me wait till you watch the game wait till you see the ref wait till you and i'm just like y'all are new here like welcome to mls welcome to pro and like the only thing i could think of was the scene from uh was it the dark knight was it, or dark knight rises bane when it's like uh you think the darkness is your ally? I was born in it, and I'm like, that's how I feel about blaming Pro for losses. Like, oh, yeah. you're new here. Welcome. We've been what doing that? this for 27 years.
0: Or about James Franco in a noose? And he's just right. like, first time. Yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> what it is, dude. You might get a good referee. You might get a bad one. He had some bad calls for us. Uh, yeah, I also, also both sides though. Yeah, absolutely. So. It was just bad. And and guess what? Sporting outplayed you. And your your goalkeeper. Amazing. Oh, He's so legit. good. Legit. But guess what? We got one of those two. And Tim's doing diving saves full oh. of Superman extension. I turned around to those guys and I go, We got one too. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're, you're done. You guys had like two shots on goal. We had like eight or something.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited because this game lived up to the hype of what it could be. Um, especially six, after okay. that okay.
0: six. Huh? Six? We had six shots on goal. My yeah. Bad
1: especially after the first game, which obviously didn't end how Sporting wanted. It, it was 4-0. But if you look at how that game transpired, um, there was a questionable penalty call. If you want to talk about refs, there's a questionable penalty call that I believe was was St. Louis's first goal in that game. And then Kendall McIntosh spilled a goal that he probably shouldn't have spilled. If you look at the expected goals for that game, Sporting actually had more than St. Louis, even though they lost 4-0. So and, and you look at what Johnny said last week after the game, and he was like, you know, we have a point to prove with St. Louis coming in. We were embarrassed after we lost 4-0. We have a point to prove with them coming here. And it's not just that. It's fighting for a playoff spot with some of the results as of late in the Western Conference going away that actually is somewhat beneficial for sporting if they want to make a push for the playoffs. You need to continue to get three points, especially these games at home. And it was going to be hard because they're the, the by points, the best team in the West,
0: uh, but this is exactly what what sporting needed to do. So, this is huge, dude. I, see what happens when you don't get gifted goals. When our goalkeeper doesn't kick it right to you on a goal kick or something, like you're not as great as you think you are. Well, they have they're... great players, by the way. Oh yeah, on their goal, Jake Davis got smoked. Yes, and it was. But guess what? And Jake Davis was like, "I can do some smoking too," and went and cuts in like that and assisted Polito. I was, I was floored. It was crazy. Yeah,
1: it's uh it's pretty cool. Um there were lots of great moments. Um looking forward to to talking about all of them. Um but before we get into the game, uh we're going to take a break, but first I'm going to tell you a little bit about <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit about DraftKings. Uh can you believe we've had 7 months without an NFL game? It's crazy. But the okay. good thing is that it's over and NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Is giving you a can't miss offer for Week One. This week, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day in this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code KCSN to sign up. New customers can take home two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code KCSN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling cro- problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay, play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Avoid in Ontario. See dkng.co/slash-football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Gambling problem? Place more bets.
1: <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it is pretty fun. I mean, back when DraftKings launched in uh, last year, it was last year before football season. Uh, some coworkers and I, we put like ten bucks in there, made that back, yeah. hold that out. But we've just had some money that we won since then. I we, I put like dollar bets here, two dollar bets there. Very. I'm, I'm a high roller, so
0: you sound <laughs> Yeah, you're you're rolling in it, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I. I didn't know if like we were still on the air. I was like, "Do I have time for a bathroom break right yeah. <laughs> now?" I was like, "I'm pretty sure I'm still on screen." <laughs> um, so,
1: give me the overall vibe when you walk into the stadium. I imagine that they had more probably on the Mazuma Plaza or whatever than they normally do. I didn't see that. You didn't see that. No, I didn't um, go over there. You didn't go over there, but it, it just felt
0: um, there were there were flags in every seat that sporting yeah. them put out. It, it looked ours like- got taken. Someone took our flags, but we went and found some just laying down. I was like, all right, we're taking this home. But, I mean, oh, they gave out posters after the game. Oh, totally, really? That said, Soccer Capital of America. I should have brought it in here to show you. Uh, It's kind of a decent autograph poster, too, if you ever got to meet players and stuff. But I'm like, they went all in to let St. Louis know, hey, this is what it is. It's just a reminder, hey, we got that podcast to change their name, you know? It's... (laughs) It's so funny and I've said this before, but like this
1: is how rivalries develop organically. Is something like this happens. You don't come up with barbecue or whatever weird name before you even play a game. This is how rivalries develop
0: and and it's cool because there's actually a little bit of friction. So there is friction, dude. You could kind of feel it. Um oh, they were they were all over the place. And me being in that corner there, it's like we're pretty engulfed. It felt like when when Omaha brought all those people down for that Open Cup game, you know. Yeah. Uh, but maybe a little more than that. Yeah. It. Uh, the only. Not, not true. Sorry, because we got we got kicked out of our seats for Omaha, and we did get an actual upgrade in tickets for that. Yeah. So that's interesting.
1: The only thing I can compare it to, and I don't think it was this intense, but it was when uh, Chivas came this year for the League's Cup game. Oh, sure. There was there was obviously more Chivas fans than there were St. Louis fans, but are you sure? I mean, Saint, it looked like it was like 80% Chivas fans for that game. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think it was. I think the St. Louis fans were loud like the yeah. Chivas fans were. It just, you know, it looked like there were more. But well, this, is the, lost. this is the first league, regular season league game, I believe, at Children's Mercy Park that hit the true fire marshal max capacity of Children's Mercy Park. I think it's 21,650 people. They yeah. have been
0: some playoff games where it's hit that. This is the first actual regular season game where they hit that number. Standing room only. I don't know where people are standing, to be honest. They must just be up on the concourse. Yeah. Because I mean, th- they only have like about 19,000 seats. Mm-hmm. So you got a couple thousand more that are just roaming around. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But it's, it's
1: pretty cool. Um, the lineup that came out for this game, I was a little bit surprised because based on Peter's, um, Comments earlier in the week, I thought Gotti Kinda would be available for this game. He was not available in the lineup. Uh, he's still obviously dealing with a little bit of an injury. So we had Felipe Gutierrez slide into the midfield alongside Remy Voltaire and Eric Tommy. Obviously, the front three shallowly, Palito, Russell. That's going to be what it is. Uh, but this is where I appreciate you know when when Felipe Gutierrez was re-signed earlier this year. I think maybe some people thought it was a little underwhelming. It's like oh, okay, we're bringing back. Another midfielder. That's the one place we don't really need that much help, but especially for a stretch run like this and into the playoffs, I'm sure they brought him back. It was like a couple hundred thousand at most because they had to sign him for the the max they could sign him for was Courtney Ford's salary. This is where it's great to have another quality player
0: who has starting experience that can just slide in during injury. Can you imagine working your current job and and let's just let's just say you make. Seventy thousand or something, and you leave, but then you're like, ah, I really missed that job. I want to go back, and they offer you like fifty <laughs> <Right. laughs> thousand. Like you That's can so come mild. back, but the max we can pay you
1: is the person you're replacing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Jimmy makes, but it's public. It's public domain. If you wanted to see what Jimmy makes, <laughs> it's city government. What are you gonna do? Um, the back line. Hold on. No. Sorry. Why is everyone so scared to talk about their salaries? By the way, like it's just money. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's be transparent. I think they should put salary ranges on job descriptions when you're applying. Don't waste your time. In certain counties, you can literally go type in someone's freaking name. Yeah, and like see their home and stuff. Yeah. it's it's wild. It's pretty wild. Um, secrecy. The back line about
1: what we expected in and Leibold have have kind of been Leibold's probably the first choice at left back. He's he's been injured off and on, but in was, was admirable this game. The St. Louis lineup is is a little bit interesting. Um obviously they did not have um Joao Klaus starting. He's been battling an injury for a number of months, although he did come in. Um there was no uh Nicholas Giacchini either, which was a little curious because he's probably been one of their better players all game. Saw a lot of those jerseys out and about. Giacchini? Yep. Yeah, he's he's been very solid for them. He's probably their MVP this year. Mm. Uh, but but overall, you know, this this is a, a matchup of, of two pretty Uh, decent sides. Uh, It was very important. I would have said, if you asked me before this game, how does this need to go for Sporting Kansas City to get a victory? I would have said, score first, score early. (laughs) Don't concede first. Don't concede first because uh, St. Louis, I would have said, if they score first, they're going to pack it in. I said it. I said it to Chris. I said, if they score first, we're in trouble. It's going to be bad. And, you know, sure enough, in the 22nd minute, and this is one of those calls that St. Louis fans are going to conveniently overlook and just start yelling about all the bad calls. There were some shouts for a foul when Felipe Gutierrez had the ball deep in St. Louis territory. He kind of got uh, bumped from the side, taken down. Alan Polito was right there. He was calling for it. Um, wow, ref, man, that ref and, starts. and then uh, there's a, a a long ball to add an ear in on St. Louis. And credit to him, it's a hell of a shot. He toasts Jake Davis and then puts it into the far side netting uh past Timely. It was a hell of a shot. Um that put Saint Louis up one zero in the twenty second minute.
0: Dude, if y'all went to the KC current game Friday too, that was bad refereeing as well. Like it was a weekend full of bad referees at Children's Mercy Park. <laughs> it was crazy. It just um I've watched this. Do you think it was a foul? Have you seen the replay of it? You probably saw it on the other side of the field from you. The referee couldn't decide if he wanted to let people play and let there be some contact because it's a very heated game. It's going to feel like a playoff game almost. Right. But then he would call some soft shit. And I'm like, right. you you can't decide what you want to be tonight, buddy. you got to choose a lane. Yeah. And stay consistent.
1: I, I go back and forth on this call because if you're going to let him play, I don't hate the idea of letting this be a no call, because if it had been reversed, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to let him play, and, and in some cases he did let him play, um, I don't hate it. My initial thought when I saw uh, the the replay of the foul, is I was like, well, I don't actually know that that's a foul. It's shoulder to shoulder. Saw another angle. He does step in front of Felipe Gutierrez and trips him that way. So by the letter of the law, it probably is a foul. But again, I'm not going to sit here
0: and complain about it because... Things happen, and he but was letting a lot checked. of things go. I mean, since it since that led to a goal, that gets checked on VAR. So yes. the VAR person clearly decided maybe it wasn't worth looking at, or Correct. referee overruled him, whatever. Yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't signal for a review that that I'm aware of, and yeah. Um, so hey, you know what? It's weird how sometimes it's officiating like, goes both ways. You should you it's could also so argue that maybe they should have had a, their second goal later on. When when uh, he was called off sides, it's fraction. It was close. You could also argue
1: that Sporting should have had a penalty kick in like the thirteenth minute because yeah. was it uh Ndenbe who was taken down, and they said it was just outside the box. It but was. It looked, it, it looked
0: awfully close. Sorry, there's a Twitter account that like does that puts together these 3D models yeah. of soccer. Was it outside? Games. And he said it was a good six inches outside the box. Okay, this guy puts a lot of time into these Twitter models to determine offsides moments in games. Yeah. And he did those three spots in the game. It was yeah. that, it was our uh, the, their second goal that was called off, mm-hmm. and and then something else I can't remember. Yeah, I uh, I know exactly. Whoa, what. Daniel Shalloway. Sorry, everyone thought Shalloway was offside on his assist to Alan Polito on our Very first goal. Clearly court. it wasn't. He wasn't. He was onside, Not but I could was. see how you might think he was. These camera angles are crazy, man. I, for me, it wasn't even close that he was... I mean,
1: I don't know. That one... Um, if you're interested in the account, it's uh, at offside modeling mm. is, is what the, what it is. Yeah, Daniel Shallow is like a solid foot, more than a foot and a half onside. So that, that's not even close. Um, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about the goal uh, later that St. Louis had called back. But we go down 1-0. Twenty
0: second minute. Give me a vibe check in the stadium at that point. Oh, it sucks. Right? It just got loud. They blasted. Uh it got real loud in there. But uh, you know, you're feeling down because it's like, okay, here we go. You know, we don't do comebacks very well. Yeah. You know, no one really does. Like, I mean, history has shown that the person who's the team who scores first has a better probability of winning the game. Significantly higher chance of winning. It's just what it is. Uh so to, for us to show that the the grunt, the the the, the machismo to get this done, man. Like that's is awesome. And I'm sure St. Louis fans at this point cuz you were very close to them are talking all sorts of shit. Up one through. They're pretty excited, yeah. They are, and I was just I'm yelling at some guy. I was like, "It's nighttime. Take your damn sunglasses off." <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Um you could hear on the broadcast the STL chant start ringing out, and it it, it was loud. There were a lot of people. Yeah. So I know. I couldn't hear the cauldron at all. I'm sure they were loud too, but I... I mean, it, you were right next to the St. Louis fans, so exactly. on, on the broadcast you could hear the cauldron and such, but I'm, for,
0: I'm not surprised. Uh, but my watch never truly told me that I was in a decibel warning until we scored. Too better St. Louis. I never get... <laughs> I don't get decibel warnings, dude. I upped it to like 100. I think the factory setting is 90 decibels. Yes. I put it at 100, and I never get the warning at, at SKC games. But I did that night twice on two goals. I, I've seen, I, I saw a couple people say this.
1: Um, I think Mike Kuhn uh, on Twitter was was one person who said this too, where they were saying that I hope this can be almost a wake-up call, if you will, to the club about like what the game day atmosphere can be. Yeah. Um, Obviously, fix your security problems though. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, fix security, um, and obviously, not every game is going to be on the level of like first game at the stadium with your new rival and whatnot. But, but security's always shit. So, well, that's true. But I, I do think there's something to be said for if you give SKC fans a reason to come out, they will show up, and they will show up in droves. And right. you don't see us doing this for Vancouver coming to town. You know, right. so so help one the play on the field's got to be there, but also. There are ways to get creative and, and create a game day atmosphere, whether it's flags or giveaways or promos or concerts before the air, or whatnot. Give people a reason, block party around the stadium. Give people a reason to show up and 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 have it be an event that's more than I'm going to watch a mediocre soccer
0: team. Yeah, they brought the uh, they brought the halftime dogs back. See, and brought not love the halftime. Back? Back. Did they break the record? What's that mean? Well, this, every time I've seen it, they've been there. They're like, now they're going to try to break the world record for longest frisbee. Collection. Oh, I don't think so. Now, like that <laughs> that guy, that guy has a mean straight frisbee throw. Like to throw it powerful and long. And uh, some of these dogs. W- one thing I didn't like though, the frisbee. The guy swung his dog around, on holding on to the frisbee, <laughs> and I don't like that. I was just like, ah, feels like maybe it contorts his body or hurts his jaw. I don't know. I don't like it. The dog's probably having the time of his life. Probably, because dogs <laughs> like that, with their adrenaline going, they don't feel pain. I mean, they don't know, but it just it felt weird at the moment. So, But everything I was cool. So they score 22 minutes. You're like, oh, this is, this kind of sucks.
1: But 31st minute, you only had to wait eight minutes, uh, and the response from Sporting was incredible. And this kind of starts with Remy Voltaire kind of breaks what could have been a potential St. Louis counter, finds Alan Polito in the box. There's a little bit of back and forth. Eric Tommy's shot is uh, blocked. He finds Daniel Shallowy out wide, and then this is such a fantastic little cross, a little moment of chemistry between Daniel Shallowy and Alan Pulido. Alan immediately breaks for the far post, holds his run on side, and Shallowy immediately picks his head up, lays it across perfectly weighted in front of Berkey, behind the defender. Alan taps it in, and you could tell the second that Alan tapped it in, he immediately looked at Daniel,
0: and he started pointing. He was like, that's all you. I don't know how the keeper doesn't get this. Just uh, I think just probably the confusion and the lead up to all of this. Like he was probably everywhere. Like, oh, here comes a shot. Oh, shit. It got blocked. Now the ball's over there. Now it's here. Like it happened real fast.
1: Yes. I I think he was frozen in place a little bit and and had to delay his dive because I think if you look at it, he's almost expecting Shallowee to go near post off his left foot. So I think he's sitting there covering the near post. I don't think he saw Allen there, and if he if he did, he, he was hoping the defender should be there. Exactly, Allen should have been marked. 100%. So um, it it was a little <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of poor defending um, from St. Louis in that nobody got to Allen. They were a little bit delayed on on their defending runs, uh, but again, incredible goal. The vibes had to be much better. It was Eight minutes later, after you go down one zero, now suddenly it's tied one one, and you're thinking maybe we get to halftime
0: level, and it's a whole yeah. different ball game. Yeah, you're thinking, let's get there. Tie-, tie game, man. Like uh, this is great. Let's see what we come out with at the end of the half, right? Uh certainly didn't expect Jake Davis to go full Johnny Russell and uh, you know, set up a second goal for God's sakes. It was amazing. Right. So that that's what was wild is forty fourth
1: minute. At this point again, you're thinking, let's get to halftime. Almost done We're we're good. If you go down 1-0 and then you can get into the half one one, consider it a victory at at that point jake davis obviously we said he got cooked on that first goal um and i saw, saw it i was like jake's didn't burn. that's not and uh then um this goal 44th minute it's really almost entirely jake davis he does a little give and go pulls a johnny russell splits the two defenders but then peter even called it out in the post game usually what jake does is he'll just hammer it in front of goal and try to send it in as a cross and hope somebody can get there he's been watching uh, you know, maybe a little bit of this uh, inner miami lean Messi Seeing what happens when there's a delayed rudder into the box He pulls it up Finds Allen Pulido with a Perfect wide open lane Allen just slams it home No chance for Berkey It's 2-1 going into the half um, Again, Allen celebrates Hugs Jake Davis But if you look at what's What's my favorite thing about this goal celebration Is if you look at Johnny Russell And Daniel Shalloway As soon as Allen hammers that ball home, shallowly gives Jake Davis a huge hug, and Johnny's pointing at him and yelling because they know that
0: that goal's not possible without Jake Davis. Because Jake Davis is pretty much an adult child. Like, he's not <laughs> old, my friend. He's not seasoned. If you told me earlier this season where you were like, Jake Davis is going to be all right back, I'd say, what are you talking about? Right. You're out of your damn mind. And it's right. like, no. I don't want anyone to take the spot from Jake because he's getting pretty comfortable. It's, I mean, there's a part of me that feels a little bit bad for Caden Pierre because he
1: seemed like he was the, I know he's hurt again, but he seemed like oh, he I was know. the heir apparent to Graham Zucci at right back. And then he got his hamstring injury, um, couldn't Didn't quite get little... back. He did. And then he re aggravated it in training. Oh, so it's, um, that's ter- That sucks. Yeah. So it is a big bummer.
0: But Jake Davis, looks like he might be the guy at right back going forward. Until Graham Zusi comes back and plays another three <laughs> seasons, you know.
1: <laughs> um, let's take another quick break. We'll finish the game once we come back, and then lots more to talk about. But uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
3: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Man, I got to tell you, everyone felt this after the game as they're driving home. It feels so much better to drive wherever you live, 30 minutes, an hour away in your music, you just saw a win. You yep. didn't see a crap team on the field. You just beat your rivals, who just so happened to be leading the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Something else you didn't mention, by the way, that I'm not sure you knew about, before this game started, we had an entire trophy presentation, my friend. Oh, I did see this on Twitter. Dude, it was a huge flex. They had past players carrying every trophy from supporters' shields to to Open Cups to MLS Cups. That's hilarious. it was. Kind of awesome. I was like, we don't do this ever. No, they're... But it was just... In their cherry, sorry. Yes, it's like, hey, do you have this? Do you have this trophy? And do you know what this trophy is? Like, right. You don't. You have no idea because you haven't been there.
1: Yeah, it is funny because I, I, there are I all some St. Louis fans on Twitter too. But they're still up telling us about all their trophies. It's their only first season. And it's like, well, okay. But if you're going to come in and talk shit and claim
0: to be the soccer capital of America, yeah. you're inviting it. So... I can't wait till they crash out and like the first round of the playoffs. Like, I'm so here for that, dude. Shot. I, I saw a St. Louis SC baby crying, and I got the most shot in Freud. A baby, my friend. I didn't even care.
1: Um, Coming out of the half, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the second half, but there are a couple of moments. Coming out of the half, they made some changes. Um, Sporting made some changes as well. Nemanja Rodoya came in, but there was a moment, two and a half minutes into the second half where they had a chance um, to to draw a level and Tim Melia comes up huge and uh, I think ultimately actually might have ended up being called offside but I'm, I'm going to give Tim Melia credit anyway. Um, came up huge uh, huge yeah. save and then it was oh god in the 50th minute maybe 51st minute again um, it seemed like they pulled level for a second. Adenirin Puts the ball into the back of the net, and that guys, good St. Louis fans are going crazy. The offside flag comes up, and this is where their complaints are well, if he's offside, then Daniel Shalloway's offside. Well, no, because if you look at offside modeling, the account that you mentioned, uh, Daniel Shalloway was uh, almost one foot eight inches onside, so almost two full feet onside. Um, and then Adoniran, an it's close, but his modeling shows he's almost four inches offside. So, and, and honestly, you could tell pretty easily from from the camera angle, of shallowy, that he was very clearly onside. To add an ear in one, whatever they would have called it on the field, they would to have they would have had to leave it as that call because the camera was not down the line. You wouldn't have been able to tell as the onside or
0: offside either way. So it's good for us here called offside. Those people complaining also sitting in the south stand can't see shit, my friend. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is the feels so sweet. I I just I. I... I love hearing all this chatter. They're really talking some big game, but it it don't mean nothing unless right. you can turn around in four weeks and do it again. Well, sporting almost
1: sealed it in like the seventy second minute or whatever. They had two chances. Um, there was a breakaway. Daniel Shallowy had a couple chances, and and unfortunately, this was not a good effort on either attempt by Daniel Shallowy. Berkey was way out of his net. Shallowy just kind of kicks it right into him, and he gets oh. a second chance, and that's another good save by Berkey um <clears throat> so frustrating and then immediately on the corner following that johnny
0: russell had a chance where he probably should have put it away and Berkey again yeah huge but he's a great player great yeah that's why he's there a dp on there yeah but you're not even talking about that sequence right now it's it's eric tommy streaming down the right oh yeah it was a gorgeous ringing defenders towards him you're just pointing at daniel Yeah. you see daniel making that back post run yep eric tommy curves that over there oh it's perfect beautiful and i'm thinking Hit it first time, Daniel. Hit it first time. Mm -hmm. He settles it. Then there's Allen. He lays it off to Allen. I'm like, hit it first time, Allen. Hit it first time. He settles it. Yeah. Gets it back to Daniel. I'm like, God damn it. We just took our time. Yeah. Why not just blast it? Just try.
1: Gave Berkey too much time to close down in the first attempt and then gave the defenders too much time to settle up and and Berkey to get in position again for the second attempt.
0: You know what that does to our blood pressure if you just score right there? If you just score, the rest of the game, we're kind of chill. We're kind of chill, but no, you did it, and now we're just... Oh, my God. <laughs> now you have oh 20 more God. minutes of, or 30 more minutes of... Uh, yes. Because there's, what, seven minutes of stoppage time? Seven minutes of stoppage, giving us hypertension. It, it, I think, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the beers. They six did Six minutes, actually. There's six minutes. Six minutes. It, it fell... Like I think they let it go. It's all, oh, they did so. go another. You're right.
1: Um, sporting held on, and that's huge because they have not done that before. They, they give up in the last 15, you know, 10 minutes. They held on.
0: 2-1, Sporting beat St. Louis City for the first time and uh, climbing, up, climbing up those standings a little bit. Listen, you know, something we don't get to do very often is kill a game. We're not usually in that situation where we can walk to take throw-ins. Tim Melia can have a goal kick over here on this side of the box, but he wants to go take it over on this side of the box. Yeah, People behind us losing their mind. And I'm just like, Take your time, Tim. Take your time, baby. I'll, you know you would do. They would do the same thing. A hundred percent. The game, and I'm just surprised that we knew to do that because Peter has mentioned that in interviews before. Yeah, Peter has said like other teams do this. I don't know why we don't do this. Yes, Logan and Dinbay. Oh, before you move on, okay, you're gonna you're gonna lose it. <laughs> Logan and Bay got injured off the field. He's down holding an injury. When the rep wasn't looking, he rolled on the field. Brilliant right on the field so i lost it i was like remember to mention this to jimmy remember to mention it <laughs> he was right in front of us bro he just goes Z-Z-Z. he's learned some things from those league of mx teams they've played absolutely dude you gotta play the game hmm? you gotta play it and, and tim getting his yellow card everyone's like yeah yellow card it's like Tim don't give a shit no that's what you do you do that <laughs> 10 out of 10 times if it'll help you get three points you eat a yellow, and if he gets a few more, then he gets a week off. You know, right. guess what? We got two pretty good goalkeepers waiting to come on.
1: <laughs> it's just, oh my God. It's uh it's great. You can read the quotes from from Peter, uh, from Johnny online. Um even Peter was like, yeah, the first thing was this is this is three points because we need to climb up the standings.
0: But even Peter was like, but it's a little bit more than just three points. It is. And my main takeaway from this is that some of our players showed attitude showed aggressiveness mm-hmm. Daniel Shalloway fully pushed a man in the back yeah and everyone was losing their mind I was just like absolutely <laughs> play yeah. yes dude play with some freaking force yeah um Johnny said that he thinks this was actually the most
1: physical game they've played all year which he's like it's good it's a rivalry it this is mm-hmm. what it should be um you know he he's he was like I don't think this was a dirty game by any means I think it was a physical
0: game uh, Everyone so, stayed significantly healthy. Like, yeah. I mean, Johnny came off a little early, probably just because he was kind of battling the little ankle thing, right? Right. But uh, that's that's fine, man. Kyrie came on. Kyrie came on and gave a crazy spark. Well, and so physical and good. Peter called out Kyrie specifically because you know
1: Kyrie's gotten a lot of He's flack fast, from man. a lot of the fan base, and Peter made sure um, that he called out Kyrie's performance because he said uh,
0: in a good way, in a good way.
1: Yeah, you know... Shout out. Call out sounds negative. I don't mind. Yeah, no, he shouted him out. Um, you know, he, he was talking about how they're only up by by one goal, and all of a sudden they get a free kick, and they're just pushing everybody, and they're hoping for it. He said, I thought we managed those situations really well. Kyrie Shelton was brave in a couple of those
0: situations down the stretch for us. He was beating him on the back post, man, but just couldn't... You know, he has a finishing problem. He sometimes has a dribbling problem, but his aggressiveness and speed is not a problem. Yeah, so... Sporting win. And uh, now we're climbing back up the standings. Um, if you look I at wish it, we had it all. I wish we had the week off to just enjoy this, but we got to turn around and play again. I'm like, damn, I want to revel in this. We do. Uh, if you look at it now, uh, Sporting are sitting at 32
1: points. Ninth place Dallas, the, the last playoff team, has 34 points. And the bigger thing that's happening, though, those games in the hand are starting to shrink. Other teams are catching up. Now, where some pointed. teams had two, three games in hand on Sporting Kansas City. Every single team that's above SKC at most has only one game in hand. And uh, there's actually a team now, uh, Seattle, who have played more games than Sporting, but they're way up the standings. We're not going to catch them. But Minnesota, San Jose, Dallas, those are all teams that Sporting's within four points of. And um, how, how many games do you have against Minnesota this this uh, next month or so? <laughs> two more. Two. So this
0: is a huge opportunity for sporting Kansas City to be able to make up some ground. Bro, um you take wins for Minnesota, 12 point jump like that. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is there's a real opportunity here for sporting
1: Kansas City to 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 make up some serious ground. Um I do I do just have to say, um, Zach Cobb, who used to I think run the uh Cauldron Twitter account, he's a sporting fan. If you go look at his Twitter timeline, he's just been fighting with St. Louis fans for the last two days and it's hilarious. I know. Um I don't think they realize that he's just trolling them the entire time and just getting the reactions exactly what he wants. But I did mention, because he pointed out that St. Louis has scored 50 goals to 33 and a half expected goals. Um, And I just commented, St. Louis fans will learn next year what Austin fans learned this year, that vastly overperforming all of your measurable analytics is not sustainable year over year. And boy, you would think I threatened their firstborn child or something. Did you get messages? Oh, they're coming for me um and, and it's hilarious you know my favorite was um no 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 X, xg is only good for players who have already played in the league and teams who have already played in the league it doesn't count for st louis because we haven't played and i'm like shut up you don't that you don't even know what you're talking about you don't know what it is but they're coming up with any reason to say we're just different we're built
0: different uh oh one my one. god dude i you know, yeah. well, i'm enjoying one it. more game against them now it's, it's the tiebreaker right but then if we if we lose this tiebreaker, then we get, you know, we get the thrill of saying, like, well, it was an away game. You know, you lose away game. Sure. Uh, I but we'd lose this one, buddy. You and I both said, like, we are not this good. We're yeah. not confident. Um,
1: but before we go down to St. Louis in a few weeks, uh, we first travel down to Florida to play Inter-Miami. Now, Inter-Miami has been on an absolute tear because right. they've been a little messy. I don't know if you've heard, Lionel Messi is now playing for them, and they just defeated LAFC In Los Angeles, 3-1. Who is that? If you've turned on ESPN ever,
0: you know, this man is everywhere.
1: Uh, And and at the LAFC game, there was like every single celebrity that could possibly be there was there. And it was all over MLS Twitter and everything. Blue Beetle was there. (laughs) But we traveled down to Miami to play them and they're going to be significantly shorthanded. Lionel Messi will not be there. Uh, Joseph Martinez will not be there. Drake Callender will not be there. Kremeshi will not be there. They're like a significant portion of their team will not be there due to. Their starting lineup, right? All the people start, don't they? Yes. Um I think Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets may still be there, but without Lionel Messi to finish, um we'll, we'll see what happens. There there's st- this is to this. Without Messi, they're a lot closer to the team that was One of the worst teams in the history of the league than what they are now, so have to take advantage, dude. You got to go down there and kill them. I would say, I mean, obviously, bare bare minimum a draw, but this is
0: a real opportunity to go down there and get the full three points, get some road points, man. We need it. Mm -hmm. Every game needs to be a win, and the team knows this. Yeah, Uh, and I bet there's a, I bet among the locker room, the players really wanted to play against Messi. You do. You know, maybe Johnny was like, oh, man, I really want to see if we could do a jersey swap, captains, you know? Sure. Uh, but now you're like, well, their people are gone. Right. So let's go murder. <laughs> let's go get this done.
1: Yeah, and they'll probably have a chance to play him next year, most likely. Obviously, you never know what's going to happen, but... Maybe at home? Almost, I mean, I would guarantee that any of the players, if you would say, would you rather play against Messi, have a chance to lose miss the playoffs and maybe swap the jersey or get three points and have a shot at the playoffs they're going to say they want three points in the shot at the playoffs 100 percent. and i don't really care that it's feeling good i don't care that it's not miami at their full strength i don't care if we're going to get the b team c team whatever at this point give me the three points uh we'll take it and then then we have to fly to minnesota the next week so this is a little mini road trip um those these three points are going to be huge i think you're actually going to be at the game right I'll be at the Miami game, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to go down
0: I mean, the, to their erector set of a stadium that they have built right in. now and another stadium on the list and uh, I'll see if I can grab a pink scarf or something. Yeah, should be pretty cool. cool. I've heard parking around there is terrible. So, uh, our hotel's uh, walkable, so oh, we well, might there. do that or, or, or water lift. Yeah, yeah, cool.
1: Um, I'm feeling pretty decent about this game. I'm not, I don't think I can sit here and confidently... Uh, predict a win per se but but I feel like Sporting has a good opportunity to go into this game and and get certainly a result if not the
0: full three points. Agre- agreed, but I don't want to feel too confident like just like I don't want the players to be too confident. I want them to focus up, have a safe trip down there, a good 3-hour flight or something like that, yeah. and uh get this get this W and come back man and start prepping for Minnesota cuz Minnesota's a good team. Yes, absolutely. Um
1: and then like you said Miami then Minnesota then we got a couple home games Nashville and Houston before St. Louis Salt Lake and finishing back home with Houston or excuse me with Minnesota so this is um this is this is a big stretch um and you know teams are going to start uh playing more games those those games in hand those are going to disappear over the next couple of weeks um weirdly next weekend there's not a lot of teams playing because it's another international break so uh, we might get another game in hand for, for a couple of weeks. And then, um, yeah, it's it's going to start getting a lot closer. So I'm really looking forward to this final stretch of Sporting KC season. They're giving us something to pay attention to. They're giving us something to root for, and they're giving us hope, which if you would have asked in the first 10 games of this season is certainly not something that many sporting fans would have thought we'd have at this moment.
0: Yeah, so hope is there, man. I just, let's not squander it. Let's get this get this done yeah absolutely um do you have any
1: other final thoughts about the experience with st louis or or what this rivalry could be or anything or or just anything sporting related before we uh we call it good this week no man nothing at all call it yeah. i'm just i'm glad that we have this rivalry now in the league it's very fun i think it will continue to grow and develop i'm glad that there's some organic banter that's happening I'm very excited for St. Louis fans to to learn what it's like to be in this league and that yeah, you know what? It's not as easy as you thought it was uh coming in and then suddenly getting, you know, crazy goals just gifted to you and now you're, it's catching up to you. It's not as sustainable as you thought it was. So
0: yeah, man. You hear those Labor Day tornado sirens out there. <laughs> I can't hear it, but Oh, you can't. Hey, that's no. good. Look at you, microphone. Good job. Microphone's <laughs> doing well. Hell yeah.
1: Um, uh, thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you for uh, sticking with us through what was a a little bit rough of the start start of the season, but glad that we're here coming down the home stretch with playoffs in sight and sporting, reaching out for them, trying to grab them, and they just might do it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at JCMac03. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Leave us that five-star rating and review. Check us out on KCSN Soccer on YouTube or the KCSN app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya.
0: Schadenfreude, baby.
2: (laughs) Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube entertain, educate, inform, KC Sports Network.